Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And this is Nick. We got the All Star Cast back, buddy. Yay! Twenty fourteen. Oh. Y'all, y'all keep talking that mess. Y'all were talking offline. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm just saying though, man. <laughs> I'm just saying though. All right, this is NFL Sunday playoffs. This normal AL thing, but I'm gonna say it started off first. You Saints fans, y'all are the worst, most annoying. Clog yes. up your timeline talking about who that. Yes. Y'all ain't that no more. Are you are you mad because the Dolphins don't have a saying? You know, the I'm funny thing is people love the people love to talk trash about the Saints. Oh, the Saints ain't this, the Saints ain't that, the Saints ain't this, the Saints ain't that. Y'all stay glued to Saints games more than Saints fans do. I, I'm used to losing. Why so don't you worry about your own lose. team? I'm just saying, it ain't, it ain't nothing new to me. I'm used to losing. Al, go holler at Andrew Luck and see why he's so flaky. <laughs> Look, man, I'm going to tell you like this, man. At least our quarterback, as a sophomore, you made it back to the playoffs. You tell me, you tell me another quarterback in NFL history that has more than one season with 4,000 yards. Drew Brees got four of them. I mean, look, I there's not him. enough. There's not another quarterback in the NFL who's been able to ever pull that off, ever. Dan Marino. No, Dan Marino didn't have more than one season of four thousand yards. Drew Hill, Drew Brees had four. You said it right, Drew Hill. Five. Shut up. Drew yeah. Brees had four of them. <laughs> Dan Marino only had one. I'm just saying, man. You don't even that's know your own franchise. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, I'm that's glad that's y'all out the playoffs. I got tired of seeing who that. I'm just gonna keep it real. Shout out to Doug G and Ashley. <laughs> I mean, are you just mad because? I, just, are you mad because your team has been sitting at home with them clean uniforms for the last what two, three weeks now? Nah, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no friend. We ain't got I'm just saying, if, if, if your team, like, Al can talk a little bit, but if your team right. has not made the playoffs this year, you cannot talk about anybody else. Just fall I back mean, and wait till next season. I'm just saying, though, man. I'm just glad y'all like because I got tired of hearing that crap. Who that no more? Who that you just, no more? You just, you just hate us because you're anxious. That's all it is. I'm just saying, man. Hey, man, I mean, it's another it's year, nice man. Place. I'm so glad we back. We started. As a matter of fact, man, we do need to bring in that middleman talk show, that, that sports talk, man. We've been lacking and slacking in on that. Man, we need to bring that back. Yeah. We, we definitely yeah. got we got, a, we got a, a good plethora of friends that have sports teams. And it ain't over yet. No, it's over. Ain't nobody else playing sports listening to. What you talking about? I'm just saying, uh, Middleman Sports Talk Show, you know, we, we've had that in the works for a little while. We need to just go ahead and bring that thing on out so everybody, all of our sports friends can have a place to congregate and talk noise like we just talked right then. Because, you know, it, it can get a little bit more heated than this. Yeah, get, get a fire yeah. fan on here and see how it happens. I'm just see saying. See how it goes down. I'm on who that. I'm on who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who I mean, but who, who, who is a Falcons fan, though? Like really? 
Oh, I mean, hey, I, man, I you think, don't. I think, I think I think the Falcons are, are like the most like let down team ever, man. To me, like in, well, in the last, I gotta say Oakland. Yeah. Oakland. <laughs> Yeah, they, they used to lose them too. They with us. Yeah. Just saying. Anyway, I ain't, I ain't like, going. I mean, well, so all I'm gonna say is today the Panthers need a Sharkeisha. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. That's for real. Hey, but you know what, y'all? I mean, um, just just kind of switch gears a little bit, man. And you know, shout out to everybody that's listening on the internet, man. If you would like to get in our conversation today, dial seven one eight. Five zero eight nine nine seven two. But on a somber note, Nick, I know you know Alan. You somewhat privy of it, but man, we just lost a good friend recently. Man, she was a part of the entertainment world. Uh, she was a PR out here in the Atlanta area. She just moved out to uh, the Midwest just recently, maybe a year ago. Or so, but um, our good friend Dee Dee Conchita, uh, we yeah. want to send condolences to her, her family. You know, for her loss. You know, she had a, a battle with cancer. And, uh, you know, she, she succumbed to it. So I would love to send a condolences and prayers to her and her family, man. She was a great woman. Every time I met her, man, she had a smile on her face. Every time, you know what I'm saying, every time any event that I went to out here in Atlanta or anywhere else that I saw her at, man, she was a wonderful person, man. And I really do appreciate God giving me the experience to meet her in my life. So, you know, condolences to Didi, Conchita, and her family. No Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. 2014, man, we back. We live. You got the whole squad. I know y'all was looking like, man, when we going to ever hear all these Negroes together? We back, baby. We had to renegotiate contracts. <laughs> you see Jen over there quiet. I'm quiet letting y'all have y'all little, you know, man talk moment. You know, I'm just laying back. Y'all say I talk too much. And that's, you know, you know, I won't have no band because I talk too much. And so, what? you know, I'm just trying to be quiet in 2014. For, uh, 2014? Yeah, 2014, I done got a zipper. Wow. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. We, we need the energetic gym because there's a lot going on in America right now. Uh, there's a lot going on around the world. Uh, I know recently our good friend, he ain't no friend of ours, but he's a crazy dude, uh, Dennis Rodman. Went over there overseas talking crazy, and Jen, you you felt like he was talking crazy, but I think he was just yeah. If he need to leave Jim Thong Ying, whatever his name is, he need to leave that man alone. He he needs to. They and the did y'all see the people behind Dennis Rodman? They look scared. They they really look scared. They really look. Wouldn't you be scared too? He came in there looking like a pincushion. Right, right. I would have exited stage left, man. I would have exited stage left. I'm just saying, <laughs> man. Southwest. They ain't never coming home. They ne- and y'all and Kenny Anderson. That's Tammy Roman's ex-husband. He's over there with them too. Ain't nobody gonna miss them. None of them. Glenn Davis, Glenn Walker, whatever his name is. Nobody don't even know who they are. <laughs> former NBA stars. That's all they said. Former NBA stars. All them dudes gonna be fed to the dogs. Right. And they got they got four like Harlem street ballers with them, like just four regular people from off the street. So oh, I'm really players. concerned. I hope they make it home. Um, yeah, they're not gonna let them stay over there. It's okay. They'll make it home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Believe it. I guess. I guess, man. I guess, man. Um. So, Nick, man, anything unusual going on in the entertainment world? It's always something unusual going on in the entertainment world. What you, what you, what you talking about? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, but no, seriously, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot going on in the entertainment world. Uh, entertainers are crazy, crazy as ever. Um, I know we haven't had a chance to talk about this, and this happened a few weeks ago, but did you guys happen to catch that um, Ask R. Kelly hashtag? Yeah, yeah, that was Oh, my bad. dear Lord. That was pretty bad. Oh, my dear Lord. For anybody who has not had a chance to, to keep that, please go to Twitter.com and just put in hashtag Ask R. Kelly. Promotion for his album, uh, Black Panties, which, by the way, is the worst. The absolute worst. Really? R. Kelly wow. album I have ever heard in my life. Wow. Absolute worst. I would listen to Justin Bieber sing 
Dude, I, I would let Eddie Long baptize me before I listen to that album again. <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. So, in promotion, this idiot decides, he's going to get on Twitter and he says, for an hour, you guys can ask me anything you want with the hashtag AskRKelly. Now, take a while to get to how many people ask about his Man, actual album. A whole lot. No, ain't nobody asked about that album. Man, it's about the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I had a couple that I had to single out as my favorite. Uh, my top three favorite were, on a scale of one to ten, how old was your last girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you keep lunchables in your refrigerator just in case you have company? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's horrible. That is horrible. Uh, and oh, and my favorite, my favorite one was, did she taste like honey love because she was prepubescent? Was oh, good. man. That's sad. That's just, that's sad. That's really, hey, was he responding well, to it? Like, didn't he respond wow. to any of it? No, he didn't respond. He didn't respond to any of them. He he only responded out of the entire hour. He only responded to ten, and they were all about his album. And you know, of course, and, and it was the number one trending topic for a few weeks. But all that to say, you know, hey guys, come on now. We can't stoop to doing stupid things to keep ourselves in the news. We can just be smart like Bobby Christina and marry our stepbrother. That happened this week too. Yeah. Well, speaking of reality TV, like, Nick, I know that, you know, Kevin and Al aren't reality TV fans, but I know that you are, you know, a reality TV fan like myself, and have you been watching, um, uh, what's it called, Celebrity, like, Couples Therapy? Have you seen it? I, it's going to be good. You know what? I caught a glimpse. I don't watch that show. I've kind of put a ban on, 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 on VH1. Let me say this before I get into it. The reason being is because, quite frankly, for everybody who has said that the South killed New York hip-hop, that's not the case. VH1 and the New York rappers that get on there have killed New York hip-hop. I saw Ghostface Ghost on Face there. Ghostface Killer is on Couple Fool. He well, looks a fool. Uh, Peter Gunn looks a fool on, 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 on loving hip-hop. It's, just, it's all bad. Yeah, it is. It's just all bad. They're giving hip-hop a real bad name right now. Yeah, but it's going to be good. Ghostface Killer is on Couples Therapy, and he's acting real Negro-ish. Negro-ish ain't the word. He's acting straight coonish. <laughs> but you know what, man? We definitely going to have to recap, catch up on all these shows, all this entertainment. Nick, you've been missed. Jen, you've been missed. Al, you've been missed. I've been missed. So we back. I would say itches, but I ain't going to say it. But we back. Mitches. Mitches, that's it. Mitches, we back. So, man, let's get into this topic tonight, man, because everybody out there that's listening right now live, shout out to all the guests that just tuned in on our web chat. We appreciate you guys. Um, Man, tonight, this this topic right here was, I mean, Dr. Dr. Boyce Watkins put an article Mm. up a couple of days ago, Six Ways a Single Mother Can Raise a Sorry Black Man. And we just got to thinking, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of man babies out there. Yep. Mm. A lot of man babies out there. So, I mean, primarily what the topic tonight we're going to be talking about, there's a difference between raising a son to become a man and raising a son to become a boy, to be a boy. A son that is raised to be a man has responsibilities as a child. Listen to their parents and any other parental figures has appropriate guidance, has goals and ambitions, and is very respectful to mankind. Now, if y'all notice, a lot of these little rugrats, ruffian, pants, sagging boys that we see out here now, oh my God, I just want to choke them out and punch them in the face. We got to correct this, y'all. We got, we got a lot of these little ruffians becoming men. They're becoming man boys. They don't understand mm-hmm. the principles of what I just said. Right. So tonight we're going to be discussing this. You know what I'm saying? We're going to definitely be discussing this tonight. And if you want to get in this conversation, and if you're a parent or if you're a single mother, and it's not a slight against single mothers at all, because some of the things I'm going to say, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm aiming at you. But we got to get at these little thugs and ruffians first also. So this right here, this conversation is an opinionated conversation. If you have anything you would like to say added to this conversation, Dial 718-508-9972, press number one. We're going to get yep. into this conversation. Let's get it going, y'all, because, man, it's been a while since I had a great debate with my people live on the Middleman Talk Show. We got the Middleman. We're back. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. y'all, 
you know, we got to do this before we kick it off, man. We got to do this right here. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while, y'all. It's been a while, but here we go. Yeah, no worries. Just saying. We needed that. So let's get into this conversation, y'all. Man, boys, what's going on? What's y'all thought process on this right here? Because if we can get into that article also, do you guys mm-hmm. want to get into that article also? You know, because there are six yeah. ways yeah. a mother can well, raise a sorry black man. Well, I can um, start off with the uh, the first argument that Dr. Boris Watkins uh, put in his column. And um, so if you want to know if your son will grow to be a horrible father and husband for someone else, here are some of the things that you can do if you want that to happen. And number one, he stated, never make him accountable, which, which he meant by he gave an example as far as if he goes to jail, mortgage your house to pay for the attorney. If he gets fired from his fourth job in a row, of course, it's because he's black. Anything that goes wrong in his life, explain to him why none of it's ever his fault. Also, make a long list of excuses for everything that he does. If he gets into trouble at school, it's the teacher's fault, not his fault. If he has an anger outburst and attacks someone, it's because he had too much sugar. And remember, nothing he ever does is ever wrong to anyone at any time. It's ever his fault. And also, of course, along with that, Jesus will make him better eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now. Oh, man. I mean, I understand Dr. Watkins has a little sarcasm in 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 this whole um, article in itself, but man, it, it is so it is so true to hear some of the right. things that he has in his first one as far as accountability. That's one thing that you know you guys are, you know you guys stress a lot accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you see kids out here now, man, they do wrong, and, and you have parents that will basically just take care of them no matter what. I don't care what they say. That mother leave my baby alone. Leave my baby alone. Mm-hmm. He, he, he ain't did nothing wrong. Right. Matter right. of fact, what we're going to do is we're going to get into our callers right quick. I see we got a caller on the line right quick. Let's see what our caller has to say right here. Uh, caller 1425, you're live with the middleman. What's your thoughts? My name is Kimberly Harper. I'm calling out of Gainesville. Hey, and Kimberly. Say, you know, I'm a single mother, and I'm mm-hmm. raising a son. And I got involved with somebody that wasn't raised as a man. He was raised as a little boy. So he didn't know responsibilities, how to take care of his child. So by dealing with somebody that I have experienced that with, I've learned to raise my son to have responsibilities, whether it's arranging his clothes from colors to whites. If he get good grades, he get rewards. I try to raise him as a man and not some little boy, somebody that a woman would want to marry and want to build a future with because no woman wants to get with somebody that they have to raise again. That's right. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's true. So, that is what right. I wanted to call in and say. I want a man. I don't want nobody that I have to raise. I have to tell them how to wash, how to organize his money, how his financial problems. I want somebody that already got that already installed. But I'm, I'm going to ask you this question right here. Um, when it comes to your dating, and, and, you know, you can either answer or not answer, but what type of man, I mean, I understand what type of man you prefer, but what type of man are you getting? Because, you know, the the single thing that we hear in, in just a constant scream is, I can't find a good black man. <laughs> are, you, are you finding that good black man? Well, you know what? I used to say that same thing. I can't find a good black man. It's the ones that you choose. I used to choose the street niggas with their pants all down and mm-hmm. no job. But now I got a man that works. He got good credit. He takes care of me. So it's not that you can't find a good man. You're not looking for him. You're looking for your Did type. you get yourself a Melvin? Y'all remember Melvin off Baby Boy? Did you get yourself a Melvin taking care of him? <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, look. Did I get me a Melvin? I don't know. No, I ain't get a Melvin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. 
That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> well, um, you know, we we do appreciate you for your call. If you want to get back in the conversation with us, just press number one. You don't have to hang up. You can listen on your phone, and that's to all our callers also. But thank you for your call, and we're gonna we're gonna delve into this, and we're probably gonna say some things that're gonna make you want to come back in. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. You're welcome. That baby got herself a milk. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she got a. Hey, what do you say? Let's see what we do with your mama. Because I think, like, what like up, we were Jody? saying, that so many, so many women out here, we we choose, you know, what we want. We choose, you know, based on looks, or we choose based mm-hmm. on superficial facts, and we're right. not choosing real men, and we're not finding real men because there are. I think that I heard the other day there is an epidemic of man babies walking mm. around here, men that mm. don't know how to step up and be men. And until us women try to hold these men accountable and say, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to, you know, play, you know, house with someone that is like my child, you know, we're going to still have this epidemic of man babies running about. But, Jen, that sounds like the the number two issue that Dr. Uh, Watkins bring up because, I mean, this right here is essential uh, as far as even number one, as far as him being accountable. But number two, I see this all the time with a lot of women taking care of men, but they allow him to be lazy. As Dr. Watkins said, clean his room, wash his clothes, don't make him do any chores, don't make him work for anything ever. When he's 32 years old, let him live in your basement and spend the, spend the day in his draw smoking weed and playing his Xbox. He'll yes, eventually sir. get that record deal. Putting his name <laughs> on the orange juice, mama don't touch it, it's mine. Don't touch this. Right. But, see, but see, that that, that right there kind of goes into the whole aspect of, Nick, when you look at a lot of professional women out here right now, and I'm, I'm not blaming them for this, but at the same time, you should know better. You got a lot of professional women that's taking care of old grumpy-headed dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Dudes that ain't hitting on nothing. They lazy. How many times yep. you see a dude just like Jody drop his lady off at work? She going to work a 12-hour day, and he balling out in her car. Mm-hmm. How many times now, you see that? Another scenario that I saw, and this is something that you know I see here and there. It could be raining, sleet, cold as hell outside. But the lady is outside pumping the gas at the gas pump, and the dude sitting inside. Just inside on Facebook. Sitting, sitting in the car. Boy, that burns me up. That is so disrespectful. So disrespectful. You know, I see that a lot, man. And, like, sometimes I be wanting to say something to these ladies, man. But I know it but ain't you know what? That's their choice. That's who they in want. A lot of, in a lot of situations, though, Al, I've come to realize that a lot of times if you step in on their behalf, they will defend him until the yeah. day he dies. Yes, sir. And I, I think because of this, you have a lot of girls also that don't have examples of what a man should be in their life. And so you pair that up with one of the man babies, and this is what you get, this type of behavior where you think that it's okay. And also, you have an epidemic of man babies running around where a lot of women condition themselves to think, they have to accept this treatment. I'm guilty of it myself. You have to accept this treatment. Well, you don't. When you grow and mature and you grow up, you say, I don't have to be treated this way. I don't have to be this way. I have to demand what is deserving of me. And and a lot of women never get to that point. Right. I, and right. I, I, this, is, this is the problem that I see with it. It's not so much that all women necessarily, quote, unquote, get caught up. The problem that you run into is that women are so readily available for that, not because they expect the treatment or even if they like it. The, they're just so daggone hard up. Like, let's take Atlanta for it. Let's take Atlanta for it, uh, a second. As okay. a single black man, a single straight black man, and, and, some, and that straight part is up for debate, um, you are a commodity. And if you got a job, it's just that much easier. Right, and it, and it's a shame because you he, you see the way, and I know we've all seen this. You see a young lady walking down the street, and the guy whistles at her like she's a dog, or he'll do something like that. And you know there are some women who won't even acknowledge it, but then you got them little boneheaded chicks that's gonna run right back to him, all in his face, kick in because he a thug. Ooh, girl, because he got good hair. I got a dude I know right now. 
are as busy as me in your life. But guess what? He got long, flowing hair. He likes skin. Every woman I know is just, oh, it's just so nice. He's so this. That boy ain't had a lease ever in his name. Mm. He has never had his own place, ever. And I'm not saying that to say he had roommates. This fool has always stayed on someone's couch. He's never owned a bed in his adult life. Wow. And he's 29 years old. But there's a crazy yeah. woman. He got about four or five kids running around here. Mm. Let's see, that, that goes back to, to what Dr. Watkins was saying, you know, as far as not making them accountable. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because even at, at an early age, you know, if you're a single mother out there, you, you can't sit up here and buy your baby the new blue, whatever them Jordans that just came out with people killing them. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah, buy yeah. the most expensive clothes all the time. You got to get him to the point where he has to earn things. We are men on this phone. And we definitely will tell you in a moment, you cannot have your boy being soft. And I ain't talking from the standpoint of fighting or whatever the case may be. He has to take take an account of what he needs to do as a young man. Right. And well, if you don't know what to tell him, you can find somebody in your life that's near by example, not by what you think he is, but by, because a real man, y'all know, I ain't lying. A real man leads by example. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's, true. That's right. No followers. Well, no followers well, over here. What advice would you give to those ladies? They may not have that example in their life. They may find not one. have. Ain't no such thing you can't have one. You can find one. Every, every well, let me say this. you have in your life, from work to everything else, you can find a man. Let, let me say this. See, this is the problem that a lot of people think because, I, I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, my story is no secret. You know, my father was for me and my sister financially, but that's all he was was a checkbook. I didn't have that real male figure in my life, uh, right. with the exception of my Uncle Mike, who was my mom's best friend, but he lives in California, so I only got to see Uncle Mike every now and then. You know, my step my stepfather came around when I was 14. He was that shining example, but make no mistake about it, ladies. You don't have to be dating a man for him to be a positive influence in your son's life. It can be your brother. It could be a cousin. It could be it could be another male figure of some sort. It does not necessarily have to be the guy that you're dating. And if you don't have anybody like that that's, that's a, a, a positive influence, take your son down to the Big Brother, Big Sister program. Get your son a big brother. There are ways to find. Go to church. They have mentoring programs at your church. You can find a positive male figure. It does not have to be somebody that you're dating because it's not about you at that point. It's about right. your son getting that positive figure in his life that he can look to and say, this is how a man is supposed to operate. This is what a right. man is supposed to do. You don't right. have to be dating also, for it to happen. And also, and also you can turn to family because every everybody has, has at least one positive male role model in their family somewhere down the line, whether it's a cousin or uncle, grandfather, great-grandfather, whatever, you know, step-grandfather, you know, somebody has at least one person in their family that they can actually possibly Mm -hmm. turn to. So, I mean, you know, it's easy to make an excuse, but it's always hard to figure out how to solve the problem. So people always go with, you know, the easy road instead of, you know, just trying to, you know, figure out what they can do as an alternative mean to fill that void. So it's, it's, it's easy to do that. Easy to do that. Um, hey, hey, Al, I was going to let all our callers know. If ahead. you're calling in on the phone line and you press number one, that means you would like to get in the conversation with us. If you did press number one, press it again. That will take you out of the queue where we can know if you would like to make a comment. If you would like to right. make a comment, press number one, and we will bring you in for that comment. But, you know, a moment ago, man, we were talking about the responsibility as far as them um, – you know, managing as far as spending money and everything else like that. What about all these guys out here and that, that basically don't know how to manage their money? Just like what Dr. Watkins said was number three was don't ever force right. him to manage his money, buy him a lot of really expensive material possessions like $250 Air Jordans. Don't make him work for anything. Don't don't make him work for that money at all. If he wrecks his car, buy him a new one. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Don't ask, Don't even ask him about saving money. Don't talk to him about saving, investing, or being a good provider. If you want to get 14 tattoos on his neck, go ahead and just give it to him. <laughs> what about, I mean, that's that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? We have people actually that think like that out here. Right. 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 So, I mean, it, it, it's, man, 
destroyed. Well, I mean, and I think I think that goes into a much bigger problem, and I, I think that comes into we as a people, you know, have to learn how to manage our money a little better. You know, we have to learn how to manage debt, and you know, I, I think that that's not just a that's not just a man problem. Now, I can say that in a lot of cases, you know, that the woman in a relationship is usually just a little bit more financially responsible. Then mm-hmm. guy, I've seen that several okay. times. And hell, I'll admit to it. I'll admit to it. Uh, you know, when it comes to finances, you know, that's my wife's department because she's more financially responsible than me. I'm like, okay, look, is it on? Okay, all right, cool. When they turn off, I'll pay it because I just I don't have the time to think about it. I got so much other stuff going on in my day. I don't think about exactly when she gets mad at me all the time because I'm like, okay, when is the gas bill due again? The same time it was last month. I didn't know. All I know is I turn the gas, I give you the money, I turn the gas on, and it works. Like, so I think that's something that as a whole, we as a people have to learn how to be more financially responsible. You know, one thing, Nick, I was just just thinking about the whole aspect of how we manage money, and you said it, it is a it is a, a per people thing as far as men and some women. Um, but at the same time, what type of precedence are you setting when you spend all this money on your kid? Every time they get a dollar in their pocket, it's okay to spend, especially like with these little boys, buying video games, buying shoes, hats, clothes, whatever the case may be, and you don't teach them how to invest. How will they carry that on when they get older? Because, you know, if you notice responsible people, responsible people that you see now, they started that at an early age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, how you, that's how you do it. You have those that... Something happened so tragic where they had to learn how to save. You know what I'm right, saying? Absolutely. But we have a generation of young men that feel like it's entitled to them. That that woman's supposed to buy for me because mama yeah. did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My girl need to go buy me these shoes. She spent her last little bit of her checks for me to go get an oil change on him something else. How do we stop that? Who's to blame yeah. for that? On that, men, on that, go ahead, Jen, I'm sorry. I, I think we as women have to stop making these men, like, stop doing it for them. That is not your son. That is not your son. That is your man. And the signs and the warnings and the clues, when you see that he's not stepping up and being your man, get rid of his ass. Get rid of him. Because you, you do not, especially single mothers, you do not, should not take on the responsibility of raising a grown person. But on the other hand, I want to bring up something very strange. I dated guys where... You know, their mother, I felt like I was in a constant competition with the mother for the man. Like, like I was fighting another chick, you know, for my dude. Like, you know, a lot of these mothers do need to step up and let your son fall on his face. Let him be, if he messes up his money, let it be messed up. Let him mess it up, yep. Guys, rescue Stop doing that. Stop treating your sons as if that is your man. That's your son. And if you want him to be a man, make him accountable to me. But, Jen, there's a lot of women out there that, you know, they've been lonely so long that they're going to take care of that boy. You know, I just recently watched uh, Grown Ups 2, and, and uh, one of the characters he had to hide from his wife that he was going to his mama's house because he was cooking and they were spending time right, together and all that. Right, it's a lot of right. guys out there that are married to their mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not a good thing by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, they are so comfortable with that woman that they can't spend the time with their own uh, with their own wives or their other people because they're trying to, you know, the, the, the mother is living their lives with a man's quote-unquote man and they have, that's my little man. It start off just like that, Jen. That's my little man. Now he's your video side man. Now he's your big man. They call him man-man. 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 Come in, man-man. Come in, man. That's horrible. You know, I'm not knocking the single women that do that as far as raising their son, but there's a level of attachment where you do have to let go. And I think we have a comment from one of our callers, uh, caller 0899. You are live with the middleman. What's up? Yeah. What's happening? Are you having yeah, got man, man. with his phone? Call us back. But um, I mean, yeah. man, we definitely got to we we got to address that, man, because I'm serious, man. It, it's too many women out here that's just letting they, they mm-hmm. sons go that route. And then on top of that, as Doctor Watkins said, number four, and this is the one I see a whole lot. Congratulate him for being a player. 
let him treat his girlfriend like garbage without you saying a word. When he tell you that he's got, he, that he got a fourth girl pregnant, just congratulate him and agree to watch the kids while him and his baby mama is at the club. Right. Okay. Mm. I, I got now, one I, for you. I, I, I got one for you, and I feel like we got to address this before we get away too far away from the mother topic. Okay. What about the mothers who purposely push the women out of their son's life who are going to make him step up? Mm-hmm. So you got some mothers out there that mm-hmm. want their son to be with another mother type. So they'll push all the women that got some good sense out of his life and keep pushing that one that they choose on because he's she yep. just gonna continue the cycle. Right. Right. That's all. Now that's something that has to be addressed as well. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. I think it's the competition aspect of it, man. Like Jen was saying, they don't want to see their son do better with somebody else that they couldn't make them. They couldn't bring that full potential out of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because now, now, now yeah. one thing I want to bring up. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I want to bring up, and this is, you know, this is something that we've all seen, is Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union. Um, how does that affect his boys as far as what he did? I mean, is that the same thing? Well, um, in terms of him having I mean, the baby, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I believe so. Well, okay, let's, I mean, let's how, be honest. How does, the how kids may be used to it because he was cheating on his wife with Gabrielle Union. No, not right. really. No, no, they were separated a while before he got what? Okay, but can't the same thing be said for <laughs> the young lady that he got pregnant? Weren't yeah. they on a quote-unquote break? Yeah, that, so that, that, a, is, that is the main the baby to the extreme. It's the same effect. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I mean, so so what? Right. So what is the excuse that he would tell his sons that you know, like when they ask him, "Dad, how did this happen?" Because they're old enough to see what's going on. You know, they're not like younger children. They're old enough to see and know what's going on. But at the same so, time, man, I, I, I think those boys are going to be like, you know, at the, at this time and point in their life, hey, we got another brother. You know what I'm saying? There's another right. coming around. Oh, no. still, you know what I'm saying? This ain't our mama. We got Gabrielle Union here, too. No, no, no. That's that there is this generation that womanizing and being a cheater and the more women you have and the more women you're screwing, that's the more popular that you are. You're the bigger man, the more people that you stick your wing-wing in. And that's, that's like the thing that so many men are getting and so many little boys. I'm going to have this. Jen, that ain't nothing new, baby. That ain't nothing new. But let's be no, honest. My, my great-great-grandfather had 23 kids. That ain't nothing new. That, but that the point new. is... There's no respect for it. Okay, Dwayne Wade, he's a millionaire. What about Pookie and, and John John, you know, from around the way who are doing this, but they don't have the means to take care of multiple women. There's people in other cultures that cultures that have plural, you know, marriages and, and more than women, but those in those situations, they take care of those women. Right. And these situations that these men are creating, they are not taking care of these households that they are creating. They are not taking care of the children. They are not being accountable and raising the children. They're just going off and spreading their seeds and have weeds growing everywhere. And, and well, that's, the rich ones ain't doing okay. that much that's, of a better job. That's my, but that, that's my argument with Dwayne Wade. Yes, he got the money. But how do you explain this to your kids as far as this is okay for you to do is to go have unprotected sex with a exotic woman and think it's okay. You can't explain that to them kids, man. Like but I said, I can't even even when they get older and, and the oldest one start acting dad, why why do we have an extra brother from someone you ain't married to? And, and also it depends on how Dwayne is raising those boys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, from from my aspect, you know, the PR is making him seem all like a good dude. But you think about right. it overall, you know what I'm saying, when you look at what's going on with Dwayne Wade and all this stuff that's coming out of the closet, the skeletons coming out of that closet, that makes you kind of question the man that he is. You know what exactly. I'm saying? That, I mean, either way it goes, it is our responsibility as a community, as a society, to start count, making these young men accountable 
you know what I'm saying, getting involved in their lives, regardless of if it's a mentorship program or church or whatever the case it may be, activism or whatever the case may be. We have to do this because these are the results of what it is. Yes, he is a millionaire. Yes, he has money. He can have, he got women chasing him. But in, and to what Jen said, there are people out there that can't take the mantle of what they're putting out there. They can't they can't take the responsibility for what they're doing. But what happens when his sons are young? But what happens 10, 12 years from now when they're teenagers and they start to date and they start to create yep. their own lives? And how are they yep. going to say when he tries to chastise them, like, don't do this or don't do that or don't right. run around, they're going to say, well, you did it. You, right. you had us. Look at us yeah. and look at there our you go, how it is. Right. And then you're going to have right. a confrontation between father and son, and he doesn't know how to explain himself. And well, that's he doesn't know how to explain himself. He did, it to, he did it to himself. He better call Diddy. You know, he did it to himself. I mean, Diddy is a prime example. I'm glad you brought him up, Nick. Diddy could be considered a man boy, but you think about what Diddy did. Diddy took responsibility for everything in his life, even all these kids that he got, even a kid that ain't even his. Yeah, now that's yeah. true. One thing you cannot, you can't say that he don't take care of his kids. So either way it goes, it's not to say that Dwayne won't be able to to rebound from this and, and atone for this, but his actions at the moment is is sour. It's great sour. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's get on to number uh, five. Um, well, no, no, there, there was a little bit on here. Uh, well, that's kind of what we did cover that right there, but. Yeah, um, don't five. make him get an education. If he brings home straight D's on his report card, just remember that he's the best player on the basketball team. Go buy him something nice to make him feel better so, uh, since those bad grades are going to hurt his self-esteem. Man, that's a whole lot of that going on. I see that every boy, I tell you. Yeah. I see that all the time. How yeah. are you going to reward bad behavior? Well, what do he do that at? Um, when you use your child as a way for you to make it out your situation, that's yeah, how you reward bad behavior. Preach. The parents reward bad behavior. The coach rewards bad behavior. The teachers, everybody in the neighborhood, because they feel like when he made it, they'd have made it. Yep. Well. And they encourage the wrong thing. Like, I, you know, I talk to teachers, you know, and they tell me, you know, Jennifer, I have someone who is in the fifth grade and they're 13 years old or oh, they're 14 boy. years old. And this this child does not know how to read, and I have this gigantic child, and they're out of control, and no one is accountable, and the mother is just non-responsive. There's no father. There's no this and no that. And the teachers are, you know, they're asked to be these miracle workers, and they're asked to, you know, you know, at this point teach, you know, guide this lost child. And this child, this is really, really happening. We had a show. Um, last year, you know, where we, you know, on the documentary, what's it called, Elementary to... Elementary to Genocide, from Penitentiary to Primary. Yeah, and where we have these boys where there's already a genocide, you know, against them, and you have these boys that don't know how to read. Education is not being encouraged in our community, period. You know what, you know, I mean, even with with that thought process of, of... a lot of these kids, a lot of our kids are, especially our young men, Nick, you said it perfectly, Looking, the parents are looking for a way out. I see it all the time. There's there's a particular situation near me in my neighborhood. There's a little young man. I'm I'm thinking he's going to, I know he's going to make it to college because he already been recruited heavily. But I think his mother is pushing for him to get to that next level. Now, education-wise, I'm really kind of wondering, because just through conversation when you talk to people, you kind of can gauge where they had, you know, on intellect right. sometimes. But I'm wondering, did they really put an emphasis on it? Because I asked him, what did he want to do? What did he want to pursue? Because, you know, you see a lot of these athletes now, they go back and obtain their, their, their degree after the fact. But you have a lot of parents that that uh, that they're just betting on my son becoming that next Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, or LeBron James, or, or, or somebody right. in the NFL or baseball, instead of putting the emphasis on, Man, you got to get your education. You got to be at least smart enough to make it through this life. But where do we where do we go wrong when we put so much emphasis on sports over academics? Well, uh, let me say something. Let, let's say something. Uh, let me say something on the opposite end because this made me feel good recently. I went to see my um, 
my grandmother-in-law a couple of weeks ago in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, um, one of her uh, grandsons, he has a, um, he's about, I'd say a good 5'11", maybe 6 feet, and he's 12 years old. God. Big as a house. Wow. Size 14 shoe, but he's smart as a whip. And the thing about it is his parents, they're like, look, I don't care how big or how good you are in sports. If those grades go down, you're off the team. Good. But now on the flip, his father was an athlete. He was a bodybuilder. He was an athlete. So they know. You, you know when when pushing the athletics over the, over the um, <clears throat> excuse me, over the uh, education is, is the wrong thing. So, I mean, it, there are some parents out there who still stress the academics, no matter how talented their child is in a particular right. sport or in some particular area. Right. Well, we, we definitely need to emphasize that a little bit more because at the same time, when you look at at, at our, our, our communities, you see basketball goals everywhere. You see all that. And you, like you said, it's, it's an epidemic. Shout out to our man Raheem Shabazz. Because even in his documentary, you know, you have a lot of kids that are struggling because they can't comprehend things. Mm-hmm. And they just pushed on through the pipeline, man. Yeah. Pushed on through the pipeline. And it's not even, you know, it's not any reinforcement going on at home either for that. So I, I think, I do, don't you think it's a more cultural thing? Because, uh, you know, like Nick gave the example of a young man. You know, we look at that young man in our community and we don't think, well, he can be an engineer or architect or a doctor. We automatically look at his physical. We automatically look at him, and if there's any athletic potential or athletic body type, yeah. we automatically round him up to say he's going to be an athlete, and those are the aspirations that you try to plant in him. Instead of, you know, a lot of our kids, we don't plant any other aspirations except musical aspirations or you know, athletic aspirations. You're going to be a rapper, a singer, or a basketball or football player. When, you know, the right. spectrum is so broad, you know, you might have this little kid who's like a mathematical genius, but that's not honed in and, or not even thought of or even planted in his head that he could be that. And I think that's, that's a cultural problem and, and not a like a, a man problem. We as a community need to find out where we expose these kids to see you can be more than, you know, um, a basketball player. You can be a scientist or, or, or whatever. When the last time y'all seen a career day where you had lawyers, doctors, mathematicians, uh, uh, psychologists, professors, when the last time y'all seen that happen at a school where they come in and show these kids that, hey, there's more to this than being a, a an athlete because y'all know, like I know, there's some doctors that make an athlete career money look sick. And mm-hmm. But, but don't, I don't like, think they have those classes in school. When I was in school, they did have those classes, but I don't think they they even have those anymore. Well, I, I mean, I would love to see just that because I know out here there's a, a a program where even they have black men read where they, you know, get a lot of brothers together and go read to black children at elementary schools. I think it's an exposure to things, Jen, because if a person is just pigeonholed to one style of life and thinking, that's all they're going to be, you know, exposed to. So if they get the opportunity to step outside, they say, step, quote, unquote, step outside of that box, then they can expand themselves, their thought process, and their outlook on life. But when you, only thing that you see, everything around you is, hey, man, you know you got a nice jumper, man. We can probably put you over here on this squad. That's all they're going to do. You can look on right. all day and see some of the best, dopest little kids playing ball. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you that they probably ain't even emphasizing, little Pookie, can you read, man? But I got a nice jumper. Right. I can run that ball. And how many fathers are out there going to lunch with their kids? Now, there are fathers that that go to lunch with their kids and and go and be involved in the school, but just like there are some that do, there's a lot that don't. And it's important for, you know, especially I think boys, for to have that father pop up at your, you know, your son's school and have lunch with him. You know, pop up and, you know, be the dad who reads, you know, every day. And even if you have a little girl, it might be a little boy in that classroom looking at you that does yep. not have that father at home that might say, you know, so-and-so's dad, you know, he came in, I want to be like him. And I think that the whole thing of, you know, we're a community and we're responsible for each other, you know, again, you know, just to reiterate, we say this all the time, it has to be, 
we have to be conscious of that, and we have to do a lot for our community, especially if you have children. Mm. I tell you, man, we we definitely got to step it up. I think we as men, we definitely have to step it up. Um, and you know, Gene, you know, I'm always harp on this. The the mother is the first educator. She is the first, you know, say an example of of teaching that a young man or female will have. So overall, we definitely got to make it a better pattern because if you look for the, the, the problem, you definitely got to look for the solution to these ills in our community. So we definitely got to work towards that. And, and there, there's some things, you know, like I said, with this right here, with this whole thing that Dr. Watkins, like I said, it was more satire to a certain degree, but some of these things are, I mean, it, it's in our community, you know. Um, on, on the sixth thing that he put right here is coddle him. He's your baby, after all, even if he's six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds. Never throw him out to the wolves. He won't make it. Never force him to stand out on his stand on his own two feet. He might break a toenail. He doesn't have to be a man for anybody. He'll always be your baby. If his wife comes around and complains that he's cheating on her, beating her, or take not taking care of the kids, Explain to her that he was your man from the very beginning, and he will always be. They should mm. they should just leave your baby alone. That well, sums it all up right there for a lot of it, y'all. As my mom used to say, you better be lucky. Birds only keep their chicks for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> After that, you're on your own. Yeah. Right. That's real, yeah, real. A lot of, especially as mothers, and this I think comes in where we accept, you know, and date and, and, and have children with the, the man baby. It's like the mother by nature is a, a nurturer. You know, we want to nurture. We want to take care. We want to, you know, coddle, you know, because that's in your nature to do so. But, but also as a mother, child, though, Jen. But no, but listen to me. But also as a mother, you, it is your responsible to be like Mother Bird, to know that after the point that you no longer have a baby, that it's your sole purpose is to teach your child to fly, to learn how to fly on their own, to learn how to survive in this world on his own, to learn how to be his own bird. And if you as a mother cannot let go and be selfish, then you have a man baby. And I think a lot of mothers, it's on us, it's on us mothers, have the courage enough to let your child go. Let him fall a couple of times. He'll learn how to fly. And I think a lot of mothers have that fear where we hold on to him so tight because you love so hard because you don't, you know, maybe that is the only person in your life and, and you are so scared. But, but sometimes that's not love to hold on. And I think a lot of us aren't, aren't doing that. Very true, very true. So, I mean, it's not even the fact of who fault, whose fault it is, but mostly what can we do to prevent a lot of these man babies out here, you know what I'm saying, these weak, sorry black men out here. Because as Dr. Watkins mm-hmm. pointed out, if we have a weak man, we have a weak family. That's right. If we have a weak family, we got a weak community. That, do y'all see the correlation of those right there? A weak man equals a yep. weak family which equals a yep. weak community. So how can we change this dynamic of what I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one one way. Um men, I need all my real men out there. I challenge you to go out there and find a child that's not your own and mentor them. Find a young man out there. I promise you there's one out there that needs your help and the little things that you may do may make the world of difference to that guy. So yeah, find find a child out there that's not your that's not your own, and just you know try to help out a little bit. That doesn't mean you got to be all up in their mama house and all that stuff. That, no. that, that doesn't happen. It could be just as easy as giving advice, just as easy as showing them how to do do things. You know, for those of us who like to be outside in the neighborhood and we're working on our car outside, you know, grab one of the neighborhood guys over there and show them how to change a tire, show them how to you know to change a spark plug, show them something. True you just that. never know how it can influence someone's life. So that's my challenge to all the guys out there. That goes a long way, Nick. That's very powerful right there. Just the smallest things can change the perception of a young man that quick. 
You know what I'm saying? They look, they watch, they want, they want, they want that attention. They want that knowledge. They want somebody to feel like they care for them. Y'all know it. Absolutely. Even though a lot of these young cats, man, they they act super hard. They don't, they don't want you to say nothing to them. They, they look like they're ready to knock your block off at any minute. You know what I'm saying? But it's still just take that time to say, hey, man, I do care. Right. And that's all it takes, man. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby steps. Man babies. Baby steps. If you're just tuning in to the Little Man Talk Show, we were talking about man babies. Basically, sorry, black men, and how they happen. So if you missed this conversation, you can always go back to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman and go through our archives. We do have all these shows recorded. Um, man, I see we did have a lot of people on the line. I appreciate everybody that's on the web chat. Please keep tuning in to us. Look forward to some great conversations, great debates. We would love to hear from you guys more often. Please get involved with us this year because this is 2014, the middlemen. We are back. It's going down, baby. Once again, uh, y'all got to excuse my excitement. I'm excited over here. Uh, no, <laughs> Damn, man, I got my uh, DJ drummer on for a second now. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's on your mind, man? You've been sitting over there looking crazy for a minute. What's on your mind? I mean, I'm just, hey, man, enjoy the conversation, man. I mean, I'm just proud to see everybody today, man. You know, the milestone today in 2014, man. I think the year going to turn out real well. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and once again, y'all, I want to send condolences to the uh, Conchita family uh, for the loss of Didi Conchita. Um, and also, um, real shortly, y'all, be on the lookout. The middleman will have a competition, a, a contest, just something simple. Call in and answer. If you are in the Atlanta area, um, just go ahead and uh, give us a call. We got some tickets that we're going to give away to the premiere of elementary, elementary Genocide from Penitentiary to Primary, Raheem Shabazz, uh, Rasha Entertainment. You know, he's yep. going to give us these tickets. We're going to give them away, and we want you guys to win them. So you can always you can tune in this upcoming week. Uh, we were supposed to do the contest today. We do apologize, y'all, but guess what? We're letting it be known the competition. Well, not the competition, but the contest is coming up next week. We want to give away these tickets. If you are in the Atlanta area or you don't mind driving out here to Atlanta on the 20th of this month, the 20th, that's at 5 p.m., we will have the information up pretty soon, and we want to make sure you guys call in. Answer these little simple questions we're going to ask. Drive on out here. Get your best fit on. Come out here. Learn something about this this genocide that's happening to our young men in the elementary school system so we can uh, uh, make sure we can take that back to our communities and make a better community. And go back and listen to that show. If you miss that show, it's a definitely must, um, great show to listen to. So go and download it. And check it out. You'll be really excited to win those tickets. Yes, sir. I want to get them things away. I'm telling y'all, we're going to be sitting up in there, uh, you know what I'm saying, looking suited and booted. You know what I'm saying? If y'all want to come out and meet some of the middlemen, the ones of us that's able to come out, you know, y'all want to meet us. You ain't never seen us before. Make sure you come on up there to the the, the premiere of this documentary and meet us. Man, we're gonna have to get. Hey, y'all, we're gonna have to start getting out doing some live mobile stuff this year. Cause people be like, "Man, I ain't never seen y'all. Y'all look good hey, look, on that man. picture. Yeah, we some good I will be talk more radio people. I think we are the prettiest talk radio show team there is. I will be more than elated to get out and do some stuff as long as it's in Marietta. It's boys as long as it's in Marietta. I mean, man, um, it's all Metro Atlanta, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on out. You know what I'm saying? Let's support our man, Raheem Shabazz. You know what I'm saying? Elementary genocide from primary to penitentiary. We want to make sure we support this movement and support this man. So once we give these tickets away, we want you guys to call in, get these tickets, win, enjoy yourself, and take it back to your community. Um, Next Sunday... It's going down the Middleman Talk Show. Make sure you tune in. This Thursday, Talk of the Town, it's going to be an explosive one, y'all. Y'all make sure y'all tune in. And we're about to start up that Tuesday morning takeover again because I've been getting a whole lot of, man, where that show at? 
I need to unwind at the beginning of the week. Forget that hump day. Forget that hump day. We need a Tuesday. And that's Tuesday morning takeover. Thursday, that's the talk of the town. Entertainment, anything dealing with that. Our man Nick Eden, if you missed what he said earlier, go back, rewind this show. Check him out. Yep. Great information, all as always. Jen, always bringing good information. Al, bringing good information. Every Sunday, check us out, 6 p.m. Eastern. Middleman Talk Show, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, that's 10 to 12 Eastern. No CP time, black folks. Nope. We do start on time. Yes, we do. Any final words to my, to my people on the phone out there? Anybody want to say anything? Press number one. If not, what's up, people? What y'all got to say to our folks out here? Well, I have something to say. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for everybody that I hit up on Facebook that checked us out today. Definitely tune in and stay tuned in on your reality shows because I've got a lot of stuff to talk about this year, a lot of great new shows coming on TV, so y'all stay tuned in. So we'll definitely be on the same page. And there it is. Are reality shows great new shows or something? I don't know. They always I don't know either. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing about them either. I, I don't you know, know, know none of that crap. Let, let me say this, and uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to harp too much on reality shows, but I'll just say this: people, reality reality television isn't going anywhere. Just it, 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 it's not, it's not going anywhere. What I will say is the same thing I would say about any other content on TV. You know, when watching it, no reality versus what's on television. Because just because something is quote unquote reality TV does not mean it's reality and you can go out and do the exact same thing. That's the first yep. thing. And the second thing, when your kids are watching, make sure you are there to tell them the difference between what they see on television and what they see in real life. Please yeah. do. Definitely. Please Definitely. Do. Um you got anything to say and I know we got our man Charlie Braxton, he's waiting right here. I think he got something he would like to say before we close down the show. Yeah, let's go ahead and bring in Charlie man. All right. Charlie, what's going on, my brother? Yes, sir. What's going on? Nothing you know, much, man. Hey, what's going on? I just want to make sure everybody, you know, is aware of the fact that uh, we lost the great literary giant uh, this week in uh, uh, Miri Barata. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, he may he rest in peace, and uh, he was definitely a, a inspiration and a mentor to me. In fact, he wrote the uh, introduction to my first book. And um, oh. a lot of young rappers out there who, you know, you know, what you do is you're wordsmith, you're craftsman. Uh, I would urge you to go and pick up some of this brother's work. Um, you know, any any book, black, mu- uh, black music, blues people, uh, those are two great books if you're involved in music or if you like music or if you want to understand music, even if you don't. You want to understand history and how music intersects with it. Those are two excellent books. Blues People is a book that I make anybody read who wants to be a hip-hop journalist uh, just so they can understand it. Um, Again, we lost a great giant, man. We're losing a lot of great people. It's time for uh, younger people to step up and pick up the torch. Yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? Our condolences to his family. Charlie, man, we appreciate you for calling in. Thank you every time. We look forward to hearing from you a little bit more over here in 2014. Thank you once again, my brother. All right. All right. You'll right. be good. Keep up the good work. All right, now, Charlie. All right. All right, y'all, we do appreciate 101 Down. Shout out to my man, Young Jesus, for beating the brakes off his son. He is preventing the man, baby. That's right. <laughs> I would have choked him out, too. Creflo Dollar style. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Um, Straight rock, uh, macho, what his name? Um, uh, macho Randy Savage is that? That's how you feel? Yes. The middle men shouted, beat Chris shouted. Yeah. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? So take a listen, time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a will to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey. 
Everybody that had technical difficulties tonight, I know we had a lot of people trying to get in on the line. Uh, we apologize. Next week it will be better. This is blog talk. Y'all got some explaining to do. Some explaining. It's ridiculous. Hey man, I wonder how hard Young Jesus hit his boy. I wonder did he see last week or yesterday? Uh, hard enough for him to call <laughs> uh, media takeout. I'm just saying, though, man. I wonder, did he catch him with the Hulk Hogan leg to the face? I think he went all Goldberg on him and souffled. I'm just saying, though, man. How you going to sit up here and talk smacking your dad out, nigga? He said he was going to kill me. Did you get a terrorist? Right. You know how many times I've been threatened with death? Man, what you talking about? I brought you in this world. I will take you out. I, I got one for you. When I turned 15, my mama whipped me, and I didn't cry. Afterwards, she was like, you might be too big for me to whip you, but I can still shoot you. Right. With the gun I gave her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what made it so bad. I feel like Marvin Gaye. I'm just saying, man. These kids, they better watch it. I'm telling you. We still look old school out here. Some of us still remember that. I'm going to get a wet rag and whoop you like you stole something. Get a bag full of nickels and knock you out. Some orange. Right. That works better. <laughs> hey, you gonna have defense calling out house like, uh, sir, we heard you say it oranges. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, you need to find my address. I'm sending you to Turner Field. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about it. Nah, <laughs> send them over there to the old Vietnam. Right. You know what I'm saying? Going down. Oh, you can send to the Georgia Dome. There's no hard hitting going on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, Jen, Alan, peace out. Yo. See y'all soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.